Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to Induction Vault, a production of iHeartRadio and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll is alive and well as Brian May inducts Def Leppard into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2019. Brian shares a look back through a few photographs of his personal journey with the band. He was blown away with a band whose arpeggiated guitar riffs, juicy bass lines, and beautiful harmonies rivaled the likes of his own band, Queen. For Brian, his relationship with Def Leppard goes beyond admiration and friendship, as they connected on an emotional level as both groups experienced the death of band members within the same year. When Def Leppard stand on the stage to accept this award, they thank everyone. Most importantly, the fans for sticking with them through the ups and downs of their career. They take the audience on their own journey through all the triumphs and tragedies that tried to knock them down for good. Despite all that they've been through, resilience only made this rock juggernaut an even stronger family. 
and one worthy of a Hall of Fame induction. Hi, folks. Hi, folks. I would guess from tonight, 65 years after Bill Haley sang Rock Around the Clock, rock and roll is alive and well. Am I right? I have the greatest job in the world. I am so honored and privileged to be importing Def Leppard into the Hall of Fame. What an amazing privilege. I kind of just want to talk, I can't do auto cue, but I can do bits of notes. It's old school, okay? You forgive me. Um, I'm going to quote first from the Joe Elliott book of uh, philosophy, which says, uh, you get one chance to do the good shit, don't fuck it up. So this is my guideline tonight, okay? I want to do them justice. I really want to do these boys justice. And I'm not going to tell you history, I'm just going to tell you my personal view. I want to tell you how these guys came into my life and how important they are. 1981, cast your minds back, 1981, Queen were in a, in a studio uh, in Munich recording an album called Hot Space. And um, I, I nipped out to see some friends of mine, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. And who should be supporting but a young, precocious bunch of boys called Def Leppard. I got there late and I missed them. And I felt so bad about it, I, I sought out their dressing room and uh, went in to see them, sort of poked my head through the door and said, hi guys, I just wanted to say hello because I miss you, I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm Brian May from Queen. And they said, as a man, they said, no shit, you're good. <laughs> which was kind of nice, so I think we got on from that point, and they told me that Queen had been a great influence on them, which uh, is always a great thing for me to think about. Um, cut to 1983, you know what you do when you're on tour? We're out on tour, and when you're in the, the cars and, and the planes and whatever, you hit the button to see if anybody's playing your record. So this is what I'm doing, I'm traveling around. Every time I hit the record, every time I hit the button, I'm hearing this amazing kind of clang, sort of uh, arpeggiated guitar, and I'm hearing, hearing amazing harmonies, this big juicy bass line, I'm hearing these huge fat drums, and it's not Queen, it's these young precocious boys called Def Leppard. And the song is Photograph. This amazing song, which catapulted them to fame. It was never off the radio at that time, and before the album was finished that it came from, Hysteria, they'd sold 10 million copies of that album, which is pretty rare, I tell you. 10 times platinum album. Okay, cut to the September 83. I'm in Los Angeles. Again, we're recording an album, which this time is uh, the works, I think. And um, I go out. This time, Def Leppard are playing the local arena, which is the legendary uh, LA Forum. I go down there, very inconspicuous. I sit at the back. And when these boys hit the stage, I have to tell you, I have never seen anything like it. The I've seen some great shows in the forum, but I've never seen an audience react like that. They got to their feet, they never sat down, and they screamed and shouted the whole way through the performance. Def Leppard killed that night.
I went, back to see, I went backstage to see him afterwards. They invited me, and uh, just like when we first played in the States, all their mums and dads are there, very proud mums and dads, and I get introduced to them, and the boys say, will you come up and play with us tomorrow night? They're two nights, so I said yes, and the rest is history. Uh, we played traveling band. It's history except to say that I nearly lost my career and my life because this is pyromania, and the production has all kinds of fire in it, you know? You know what that is? And uh, actually, Joe warned me. He said, watch out for the fireworks at the end, Brian. You know, just, just be careful. But I'm at the end. We finished traveling, and we're up behind the drums, and there's a kind of chasm in front of us where the fire's about to come out. I have no idea. I'm gone. I'm, like, giving it all this, and, and Joe's going, Bri, Bri! And I'm thinking he's just kind of appreciating me, you know? <laughs> but... He's going, bright, bright, the fire. Anyway, this huge sheet of flame comes up in front of me, and just in time, Joe's dragged me out of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here tonight. So early on in our career, Joe Elliott saved my life. You know, the history of, of Def Leppard is incredibly colorful and filled with all kinds of stuff, which I can't even go into because I don't have the time. But they started August 1977 in Sheffield, England, uh, which is not a very glamorous place. And as a lot of people have said here, there's a great urge to get out. Um, they recorded 11 incredible albums, uh, and they played their asses off around the world many, many times. They did it the old-fashioned way. They played and played and played, and they made great music in the, in the studio. Uh, they sold eventually more than 100 million albums. And they endured being very fashionable and being very unfashionable as well, as sometimes happened, particularly uh, in, in England, where sometimes the press wasn't very kind, you know. Uh, I don't know why this happens, but they kind, of, they kind of got attacked, among other things, for making hit records. Now, can I just remind you what some of those hits were? We got Bringing on the Heartbreak, <laughs> Photograph, Fooling, Pour Some Sugar, Armageddon It, Hysteria, Let's Get Rocked, When Worlds Collide, Animal, Love Bites, Rock of Ages, Rocket. It's a long, that isn't even the full list. They released 50 singles, most of which were hits, and many were number ones. Uh, but there was this kind of feeling abroad in the press and in the media, uh, particularly in the UK, as I say, that maybe that made them uncool. Well, let me tell you, those songs, the fact that they wrote real songs that people can sing and carry in their heads is the reason that Def Leppard will be remembered in hearts and minds long after all of us have left the building. I want to say something about their endurance. You know, the, the Def Leppard band is a family, an evolving family. Uh, I would say the amazing bass man, Rick Savage, is, is really the founder member. He's the only guy who was there at the beginning and he's here at the end. Uh, it's not the end, it's the continuing story. But, um, but very soon, Joe Elliott joined him and Joe brought the name with him, which apparently refers to some uh, uh, orally challenged cat of some kind. Um, so these stalwarts are the very uh, birth of the band. But the family grew and evolved and faced all kinds of adversity. The loss of drummer Rick's Allen, Rick Allen's uh, arm in 1984 was a massive shock and setback, which would have ended the career of a lesser band. 
but thanks to the incredible fortitude of Rick himself in bringing himself back, and also... And also thanks to the incredible loyalty and cohesiveness of that family, which is Dev Leopard, in supporting him when he came back, they actually grew in stature and in every way. Not only Rick, but the whole band benefited in a sense. And I was there at Donington when he first came back for that triumphant return. Amazing. Similarly, the loss of the fantastic Rick uh, Riffmeister, I would call him, Steve Clark in 1991, will always be mourned. What a great player, what a wonderful player. And I think many people thought that that could be a mortal blow to the band, and it could have been for lesser human beings. But the current uh, guitar duo of Phil Collin and, Phil and Viv Campbell is awesome. In fact, I would say Colin and Campbell are truly frightening as a guitar duo, and it's amazing. Uh, not everybody realizes that these guys are not just crowd pleasers, they're also, they embody such an amazing technical excellence, and they have it all, I have to tell you. I regard all these guys as great friends and kind of part of my family. That's why it's so important for me to be here. I wouldn't have let anybody else do this, okay? They all turned up for our Freddie Mercury tribute, which was 1992, and we've played together loads of times. And Joe and I, in particular, have shared many precious and fun moments, snatched among the, the madness of touring life. We have a strong bond, and he's one of my dearest pals. When Steve died, Joe says that the first phone call he got was from me. And when the news got out, of Freddie's passing, first phone call I got was from Joe Elliott. So. These guys are a magnificent rock group in the classic tradition of what a rock group really is. Uh, I'm just going to quote a couple more things. Early on, Joe said, what's the success, what's the, the story, the secret of a successful rock group? I said, don't split up. <laughs> a few years later, he came back and he said to me, I have a couple of other secrets to being a successful rock group. You, you have to not get fat and you have to keep your hair. <laughs> I have to say, these guys did not get fat, they did not lose their hair, they did not split up, and they are here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. These guys are a great band. They're also, they're also as honest and decent a bunch of magnificent human beings as ever came out of Yorkshire, or Britain, or the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my privilege to welcome, to induct into the Hall of Fame, Jeff Leppard. After the break, We'll hear from members of Def Leppard on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction vault. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. 
That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, Millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Uh, First of all, massive, massive love and gratitude to our very dear friend Brian May. Brother Brian May. For such a flattering introduction. We love you, mate. And uh, congratulations on the incredible success of the movie. Couldn't have happened to a nicer chap. 
Um, also like to congratulate our uh, fellow inductees tonight. It's been a real honor to be able to share this stage with the likes of Roxy Music and Stevie Nicks and the Zombies. Artists that we have admired from a distance for many, many years. All right, so down to business. Uh, we'd like to take this opportunity to acknowledge a few people and some significant moments that have played a very important role in getting this band to where it is today. Starting off with our parents. Now back then we were just a bunch of teenage wannabes living at home, dreaming the dream and uh, you know, so without their help and encouragement it would be a lot tougher to be standing up here on this stage tonight. My mum, for example, taught me my first three chords when I was eight years old. I've learned two more since and I've come to realize <laughs> you don't actually really need them at all. My dad, who lent us 150 pounds to make our first ever recording back in 1978, which was absolutely the launch pad for this very wild ride that we have been on ever since. Now that, that's, two, that's just two examples of what our folks did for us along the way. And uh, I could stand here all night with great tales of parental you know, support and what have you. Uh, but as basically, as a major significance, it goes without saying that um, without their, their help and their financial support or otherwise, things would have turned out very, very differently. So, thank you, moms and dads. Thank you very much, moms and dads. Another significant moment in this band's birth was the simple act of missing a bus, which is something that I did on uh, one August night in 1977. By deciding to walk home instead of uh, waiting for the next one, fate would have it that I would bump into a young kid who I knew to be a pretty good guitar player. That kid was a guy called Pete Willis. <laughs> Pete was the co-founder of this band and one of the best right hands in the business. Now sadly, Pete couldn't be with us tonight, but I want to emphasize how very important Pete's role was in this band in the early days. He, he was a terrific player. He had a very mischievous sense of humor, but he brought many, plenty, plenty of great musical ideas to this band. And it was Pete, after a chance meeting in a college canteen, both reaching for the same guitar magazine, <laughs> introduced us to the late, great Steve Clark. Over the... Over the following 10 years, Steve made a massive musical contribution to this band. His incredible and unique riffs helped shape some of the most important songs that we will ever write. And it really does go without saying that we love him and that we miss him every day. Two gentlemen who helped take us uh, to a level that we could only previously have dreamt about were Cliff Bernstein and Peter Mensch. They formed Q Prime Management and they looked after us for the best part of 25 years. 
We will always appreciate the fact that Peter bankrolled this band for years until things started to take off. And boy, did they take off. But not before the most significant contribution that Peter and Cliff ever made, which was in introducing our music to our future producer, co-writer, and mentor, Mr. Robert John Mutt Lang. Now, we first worked with Mutt on an album in 1981, an album called High and Dry, which was a good record. But it was 1983 that saw us move into a whole new orbit with the phenomenal success of the album Pyromania. Where we were properly introduced to our new boss for the first time, our wonderfully loyal fan base. Without whom, we would not be up here tonight. For that, I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You have stayed on board with us for the best part of the following 36 years and supported us through some tough times along the way. But those tough times have helped us make this band what it is today. It's solid, it, we're appreciative of who we are and what we stand for. Those songs written over the years were always our main priority. You only just have to check out our misguided fashion sense over the years and you will understand where I'm coming from here. And although it seemed that there was always a looming sense of trage tragedy around every corner, we just wouldn't let it in. But it is true. It did seem that every time that we made some musical headway, life would just knock us back down somewhat. Pyromania is a raging success. And then Rick, Rick has a life-changing accident. He survived it and came out the other side stronger. Rick Allen, everybody. Hysteria gave us the global success that we'd always craved. But then we lost Steve. But we survived, and we came out the other side stronger people. And that's the way that it's always played out throughout our career. So let's face facts, people here. If alcoholism, car crashes, and cancer couldn't kill us, the 90s had no fucking chance.
So, finally, I'd like to uh, just bring this into the now and thank some people who have been helping keep this beautiful machine on the road, hopefully for many, many more years to come. Our manager, Mike Kobayashi. Mike, I can love you, man. We took over the reins from Howard Kaufman, who looked after us from 2005 until his sad passing in 2017. Howard did an incredible job breathing new life into this band at a time when it could have gone either way. And Mike continues to do so. So thank you, Mike Kobayashi. <laughs> to our friends at Universal Records, past and present, especially present. <laughs> and to our families, to our wives, to our children, who helped keep us grounded. Honey, how much did that purse cost, really? They give us a good reason to keep doing what we do. <laughs> and last, but absolutely not least, my fellow bandmates here. We're not blood, but we're the closest thing to brothers that this only child has ever known. I couldn't and I wouldn't want to do it without these guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Vault. For more on your favorite inductees, to shop inductee merch, or to plan your trip to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, visit rockhall.com. Plus, view the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction special on demand on HBO Max. Our executive producers are Noel Brown, Shelby Morrison, and Risa Gerke. Supervising producer is Taylor Shacoin. Research and archival assistance from Isabel Kiefer and Shannon Erb. Thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Vault. Induction Vault is a production of iHeartRadio and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. 
even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a mm -hmm. hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.